You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 4, Episodes 3 and 4, The House Always Wins and Slouching Toward Bethlehem. Angel, Gunn, and Fred head to Vegas to rescue Lorne. When they return, Cordy's back, and it turns out she can't remember who she is, but she's a real stickler for honesty. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Wesley and Gunn and his friend Cordelia. He spent a century in hell with the tube of his Nancy boy Hedges. <laughs> Indirect sunlight can't hurt him, so Gax S O T. My name is Robin. (laughs) My name is Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. I'm Illyrio. And hi, I'm Newcast. Hey! Hey! Yo! What's cracking? <laughs> it's been a while since we've heard that theme song live. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. That's fun. <laughs> Last time I sang that, I was at Tropicana. I had a whole bunch of Robin Robinettes around me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm now I picturing know. showgirls with glued-on beards and baseball caps. <laughs> I don't usually wear a baseball cap, <laughs> but a uh, glued-on beard it would work. Yeah. yeah, maybe they all have a little paunch. <laughs> not like, Aww. not they're not like overweight. They actually are carrying like a little chip stall with them. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. uh, wow. we're back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, these episodes were something else. They were. Um, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> all, I kept, all I kept thinking about in this first one is, hey, look, this uh, David Lynch must have been a fan of Angel. <laughs> we're going to blow all the jokes right up front, uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and say them again as we go through the episode, and everybody will still think they're funny. <laughs> um, this- hello! Hello! <laughs> Um, yeah, I went to the casino Friday. I was not Mr. Jackpot. Uh, oh, that's my name, as you can see right now. If you look on the screen, it's my name too. What the hell? I, okay. All right. <laughs> Last time I looked, you were Dougie. So I thought I was in the clear with Mr. Jackpots. Nope. Damn it. Not changing my mind. <laughs> Um, I think this was a brilliant way to uh, feature Lauren's ability to see people's futures. Yeah, yes. That was awesome. It's a I great thought, con. While while the episode was on, I thought it was like um like a like a shapeshifter. Someone was pretending to be Lauren. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Instead of him, pre- like um, pretending not to know the, the gang. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, what happened? What happened? We're going to find Lauren tied up somewhere, and this guy's <laughs> using his powers." But yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty sweet story. Yeah, 
Um, these last two episodes here that we just watched are the last episodes that uh, David Simpkins is the showrunner. So after this, uh, Jeffrey Bell, um, who actually wrote Slouching Towards Bethlehem, um, takes over as uh, the showrunner. And uh, David Boreanaz says, uh, at the end of last season, we realized that this year is like a rebirth. Now I think we all know how the show works best. We've gone from learning in the beginning to finally understanding where it's going. So that a, a cryptic way of saying we got rid of the riffraff? <laughs> no, I, I, would, I think David is acknowledging some of their growing pains and they're realizing yeah. that, uh, you know. They know what the characters are, where they want to go with it, and yada yada. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I gotta first ask, uh, uh, Nuchis, what made you want to sign up for these episodes, or at least one of the episodes? <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was mostly for um, the Vegas one, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that was called. The House I'm Always Wins. Yes, uh, because, well, most of my first choices were already taken. <laughs> and um, I just remembered this one and remembered how fun it was. And I always enjoy the episodes where we get, like, peeks into Angel's past. <laughs> without, <laughs> like, this one, you get all these little peeks. And there's there's no flashbacks or anything. It's just, oh, it was so much better when the mob ran it. You know, stuff like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I really enjoyed that And uh, It's really the the episode that they Pretty much I mean in my opinion Gave to Andy Hallett mm. To showcase his singing yeah. um, Everybody that I know Who knew him Was just in love with his voice So giving him a whole episode that he got to shine Is pretty great So I uh-huh. mean that was, that was really neat And it was a It was a really fun con like i it was very well thought out the way that the whole con was set up and everything and re-watching it i mean this is something that you can watch without having to be entrenched in the yeah. mythology and there's no connor some in the beginning a little bit in the beginning no very little <laughs> ah, whatever uh, i completely forgot he was in it even though i watched it again today <laughs> Uh, okay, well, why don't we get into the recap because uh, we got two episodes to book through, and uh, you guys just stop me when you're you want to talk about things as usual. Okay, all right. So at the beginning, house always wins. Uh, a vampire runs out in an alleyway, being chased by Connor on a rooftop. Angela quietly coaches Connor, and in the heavens, Cordy wished someone would just remember her fucking storyline. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Turn out. This is where we got to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, she wasn't in the uh, opening credits in the first two episodes, right? The opening credits? Yeah. Like, build in the title credits? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she is throughout. Really? Yeah. I think she is. Okay. So uh, I was, I, I thought Sorry, that Sorry, I'm maybe, not peeing, guys. <laughs> I thought that maybe. <laughs> yeah, she is. I'm not. I thought that maybe uh, there were contract negotiations that were going badly, and then all of a sudden they went well, and she was back. Can we finally talk about this or what? Uh, Nope. (laughs) I mean, uh, go ahead and talk. You can talk about what you want. I mean, there's stuff that that happens later that I I think would be better off talking about later. All right, so we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. You're going to want to see where this all goes. And then, right. and then it makes everything 
better. To okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, unless Nutty, do you think there's anything that's like pertinent to these episodes and her coming back and her being away no. to heaven at this point? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know too much about what was going on around this point, but there's stuff that goes on later. Sorry, not trying okay. to... <laughs> I don't remember there being a big... See, I watched these uh, shows live as they aired, yeah. and I don't remember there being a big thing about it. And at that time, I was subscribing to EW, which was basically the Joss Whedon uh, media magazine. Yeah. Anything he did, EW reported on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about this. So, Yeah, there's there's interviews that I have uh, saved, I mean, and, and stuff that... Um, you know, listeners have forwarded to me through the potential spoilers Facebook group that uh, really all takes place around uh, later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to give you any sort of like timeline, and I don't want to. That would be kind of like a spoiler, I guess. Um, okay. Uh, moving along, um, Gunn and Fred uh, beg Angel for some uh, leadership, and Angel says it's time for a spiritual retreat to Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wonderful place. <laughs> um, this is actually my first uh, trivia note here. Um, uh, so Gunn says something about the Tibetan retreat, and uh, Angel actually went to Sri-, Sri Lanka when, you know, that's what Gunn's referring to. Um, but it's interesting because at the time Gunn had uh, actually advised against that and said that he should just go to Vegas <laughs> instead of this monastery when he's <laughs> mourning Buffy's death. So it's funny that they're going to Vegas now. But it, it didn't Bruce Wayne go to Tibet? Is that Maybe? what it's kind of uh, an analogy to? Um, I know Brad Pitt spent seven years there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Batman Begins hadn't come out Raul, yet. <laughs> what's his name? Raul. Razagul. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's all Batman Begins stuff. I don't know how popular that was before then. Maybe in comics. I don't. I don't know. But they were definitely referring to when uh, Angel went to the monastery in Sri, Sri Lanka. Wow. But I think they forgot that it was Sri Lanka and not Tibet. <laughs> or maybe just Gunn doesn't know. He's like, oh, that Tibetan monastery. Okay, so uh, Angel wants to chillax, maybe play some cards, talk about old times. Gunn and Fred are hoping that they can see Lauren to give Angel a little direction. And apparently Angel played tennis with Bugsy Seagal. Was it indoor tennis? Did I'm they sorry. play at night? I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Seagal. Seagal. Bugsy Seagull. I'm sorry I didn't give the famous gangster his uh, proper pronunciation. No, you didn't. And you better be careful. (laughs) There's no such thing as the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Bugsy. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) The part of Robin Burge will not be played by... (laughs) Call for help. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, it's during this uh, we we have uh, several references to what Angel is doing during this time period when he was back in Vegas, um, and it's kind of weird because it's already been established in early Buffy episodes and even the Angel episode. Are you now or or have you ever been that he didn't really talk to anybody back then or during like between like nineteen hundred and when he started talking to Buffy. So it's kind of weird that he, we, every once in a while we get these little like, yeah, I, I hung out with Frank and Sammy and, and Dino. <laughs> well, 
Well, but he mentions he was just dark and broody during all that time. Like when he talks about being at Elvis's wedding, they thought he was part of the band because he was just drunk and brooding. Um, I don't imagine that Angel spent all of the, that hundred years or however long it was on the street eating rats. I mean, no, no, we have the hotel thing. He got the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, he went around just being, you know, a jerk to everybody. <laughs> It, an unlovable brood to everybody, but apparently mobsters like that. So yeah, he told them to get rid of the told Frank Frank uh, Dean and Sammy to get rid of the other two <laughs> two guys. And, <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, it looks like Lauren isn't too worried about having his demon face in lights, and the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal hails him as the Green Velvet Fog. For <laughs> um, sure. sure. We go. Is it who is it? Is it Mel Tome? Yeah, it's Torme. It's Steph. Careful. Torme. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember these things from Hollywood. He voiced. He voiced uh, Porky Pig. Mel Torme voiced Porky Pig. No. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Sad. Didn't he do? Didn't he do all the Flintstones? It's Mel Blank. I don't know about <laughs> Mel Torme. Mel Torme. Mel Torme uh, guest starred on Night Court all the time. Ah. And oh, wasn't yeah. he always in Growing Pains mm. as himself? That's twice no, we've he was ver- on Night Court as himself. That's twice we've mentioned Growing Pains in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just today saying, or ever. Be careful. <laughs> but, you know, today um, and ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we go into the Tropicana where Lauren serenades the crowd with it's not easy being green and it turns out mm-hmm. that the blue man group has a couple of demons in it <laughs> and um, <laughs> I thought that was funny Lauren, is it the Tropicana or is it the Riviera it, it is actually the Tropicana, Tropicana. It, they say it's the Tropicana but the interior stuff is all the Riviera and that's uh, yeah. where they shot like Casino and Ocean's Eleven and all those movies um um, They're real showgirls, and David Fury is in the front row holding a bobblehead of Kelly Manners. <laughs> yep. And uh, <laughs> script supervisor Petra Gor- Jorgensen is sitting next to him. Uh, I should actually. Oh, did you watch the commentary too? No, no, but I, I, I've looked at the internet. I actually have a page in uh, Angel the Case Files all about this stuff here, and it's. Uh, it's files. And it's the direct, <laughs> it's the direct uh, uh, story for Mandy Hallett himself. Um, he says that I have to admit that took the cake. I was in heaven. It was a real show. It was like a real show for me. We were at the Riviera, which was wonderful. We were saying we were at the Tropicana first when we pulled in. It was fun because we all flew there together, pretty much. Just being on a f- plane with all your work friends has a whole different dynamic. It was like we were on a field trip. From the time we took off, it was great. Getting there and pulling up and seeing Lauren's name on the marquee, that was wild. We were all screaming in the van and just cracking up. But they did screw something up, which is hilarious. It was supposed to say, Lorne the Green Velvet Fog. The people at the hotel who did the billboard screwed it up and it said the Green Velvet Frog. <laughs> and- oh, no. <laughs> and I could see why they would think that. It was really fun. I got to sing up there. I had the three gals who did the backup singing, and they were jamming to the left and the right. There were 12 real showgirls. There were real showgirls from the house show at the Riviera, which is called Splash. So those girls can dance. They were so sweet to me. We just rehearsed several times to see where I would be and where they were, and it was a full audience, which to me, it felt like a real audience. And then I realized, wait a minute, they're getting paid to sit here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just scale them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right. So, I don't know if you guys want to say anything about the, the performance or... It was amazing. It was great. <laughs> and I loved when Fred screamed. It was amazing. That was awesome. <laughs> it was super cute. And it was authentic. And it was, I was totally into it. And... You know, I kept waiting for his reaction when he'd see his friends. I kept waiting for him to flub. Yeah. And then when he just ignored them and didn't say anything, it was weird. And then I started thinking uh, along the lines of of Nutty here. It was, you know, is this a is this a doppelgangerin? You know. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no, that was Kim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Kim was a shapeshifter. Sorry. Yeah, that'd but be a great I, episode I title. Doppelganger. <laughs> Did you guys suspect anything when he had people sing along? Uh, yeah, I thought, well, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Why, why is he doing that here? Is he going to help people? Oh, he's got a Vegas show and he helps people. He's better than <laughs> Michael Landon. <laughs> uh, and I like that gun is like, I'm not going to sing. He's going to put the mic in front of me and I am not singing. And then he just like walks by and he's like, hey. Oh, it's nice to be. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to steal quotes, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so backstage, Angel recounts the advice he gave to Frank D and Sammy, but is irritated when two twin Aryan meatheads keep him from talking to Lorne. In the dressing room, casino boss Lee DeMarco and his henchmen use a little physical intimidation to get the goods on the people Lorne encouraged to sing. Holy crap, I was shocked when they... I was shocked. That really threw me. I, had, I did not expect him to be in that situation at all. Mm-hmm. At all, at all. And I, when he got punched in the gut, I was like, what the <sighs> fuck is going Don't on? Punch Lauren? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy said that his mom gets mad when he gets hurt. <laughs> <on screen. Aww. laughs> and then she got mad when he got his head cut off. <laughs> I just got to give a shout out to Clayton Roner here. Plays Lee DeMarco. Um, I know him from just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Oh my god! And I, I know him maybe a gazillion times when I was a kid. I know him from uh, the X Files episode, The Rain King. He played uh, mm. he played Daryl Moots. He was he was the guy who was pretending to be the Rain King. He was really good in that episode. Yeah, and he was really good in this. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a character actor. Mm-hmm. He was interesting. Yeah, there were, he was trying to get a show going at the same time. It was called G versus E. I remember advertising. So it was like a USA show, and it lasted like twelve episodes and got canceled. But G versus E. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, back in the, back in LA because, uh, they didn't have any, uh, they didn't have enough show to fill the, uh, 44 minutes. Uh, Joss Whedon actually had to write this scene in, um, yeah, yeah. Wesley picking up Angel's scraps and then making Lila drop her panties in public in in a meeting. (laughs) I'm sure that he hated writing this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, Wesley wouldn't have even been in this episode. <laughs> uh, so, I totally forgot that was part of this episode. Yeah, that was the next episode. <laughs> no, it's just it's odd. It's just out of nowhere. It's he's he's yeah. telling one of his henchmen that we have to do this and that, and then he takes a phone call and he's like, "I want you to take your panties off." Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it. Yeah, this their their relationship. Is escalated. Steph, you owe me a dollar. Why? Use the R word. Oh. Relationship. Oh, <laughs> Did he have to? 
I know that's we'll later, to, but we'll uh, get to that later. But yeah. I have questions about all yeah. that. Uh, yeah, uh, Wesley's been all uh, up in all, that business. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Yeah, so they're not letting up on Wesley being a sex machine. I mean, oh, no. that's pretty awesome because I, you guys remember when he was embarrassingly uncool <laughs> in his leather pants as the rogue demon hunter? Yeah. You guys remember that? That wasn't that long ago. I mean, in Redemption Cast years, it may be seven years ago. One <laughs> <laughs> long ago. I mean, yeah. And now he's super debonair and awesomely cool and, and sexy. And is it, is, is it, um, is, is, is it the seven o'clock shadow? Is it the contacts? Is it it's the haircut? Yeah. It's the haircut? Stubble. Mm-hmm. It's, the stubble. it's the stubble. Yeah, all the above. Is the, uh, I think <laughs> I it's think the. I think he... it's the fact that he fucking stole Angel's kid, and he didn't <laughs> fucking grovel back. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Yep. Yeah, and I think that this they're showing how he's dealing with his loneliness and his, uh, you know, ostrac ostra. Ostracism, from from the family that is Angel Investigations. We got yeah. we got we got plenty of Wesley stuff to talk about, but let's get back to Vegas. Um, All right, fine. <laughs> let me direct this conversation um, on the casino floor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get direct. Please go ahead and talk. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, it's fine. Please. <laughs> On the casino floor, Lornette uh, gives one of the crowd singers, Vivian, a sparkly poker chip, which invites her to play a spin-to-win game. She promises will change her life. And uh, Angel uses his charm on this Lornette to get his get a message to Lorne. Um, but um, Angel senses some strangeness, and yeah, Cordy starts chastising him again from the clouds. Uh, Fred wishes they could see Lorne to help Angel, but Gunn thinks either way, this little getaway is going to help him out. And it's funny because during the scene, you see in the background Angel getting dragged away by security. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Call for help. They're filming at 4 a.m. at the Tropicana. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And lots of people dressed as Lornettes for Halloween that year. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh. Uh, so outside, Angel gets beaten a little bit before he vamps out and drops some chop sake on them. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe action scenes. <laughs> um, then he rescues Vivian. Uh, there was some <laughs> insert action here. Yeah. Vivian wanders in front of a car, and he cha- he, he, he saves her, and uh, she just needs some more quarters. Got to play to win. Um, inside. Which oh, go ahead, please. is really accurate if you've seen the slot j- jockeys. Is that what they call them, right? The people that just live at the slots? <laughs> I mean... yeah. That's what they look like. In, <laughs> Just in, zombies in a daze. Mm. Yeah. And it's really sad if you're not at like a Vegas casino, but you're at, um, you know, a non... A racetrack? Yeah. The racetrack. airport. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the airport. Yeah, the casino I went to Friday, it's in, you know, Alabama. It's in a very poor, impoverished area, which, you know, there's... It goes without saying, it's Alabama. Everything is impoverished here. But it, like, the casino, they try to make it very glamorous. Uh-huh. And it is so not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the people, you know, it's mostly retirees. Yeah. You know, it's, um, 
it's not those pension checks. Yeah. Yep. It's people who can't afford the people who shouldn't be gambling the most are the ones that are gambling. And that's yeah. what's so sad. Someone related to an in-law of mine uh, was telling me about their plans for what they do every Sunday morning. And it's they they go to the casino and this is just like some casino in the near North Ontario. Uh, they they go to a casino they get the buffet breakfast and then they spend the next couple hours doing slots and then they're home by noon and, and they can spend the rest of their day doing other things. And I'm just thinking, okay, just stick a knife in my eye if that's how I'm spending every Sunday. <laughs> I don't know what there else is to do in Northern Ontario, but... <laughs> um, may I suggest a fine beverage? Yeah. <laughs> I I would suggest a fine beverage is one of the things you can do in Northern Ontario. Absolutely. There's uh, yeah, you know, I I I have been known to uh play blackjack for 5 hours straight. It's fun. I but that's out. not part of your regular routine. Oh no. Yeah. Goodness no. No. But uh, I'm not retired and, and yet. blackjack you actually play. It's not insert quarter handle yeah hey guys, see at this corner, casino yeah. i wouldn't do to... the corners anymore they have these little cards where your money's on mm-hmm. oh yeah and they don't do the handle anymore it's just it a depends. button oh but it depends oh, which okay, button. Yeah. Oh, don't push my button oh, <laughs> yeah yeah the casino that i went to they don't have the tables it's just slot it's just row after row after row after row after row of slot machines yuck Sorry, listeners, if you like slots. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fun. What I like to do, we go about every six months, maybe, and take $200. I usually lose it. But, you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if they'll let you win a little, lose a little, win a little, lose a little, it just, you know, it's just entertaining. It's just like adult yeah. video games. But yeah. like when I went Friday, we I just I, like I lost it all so quick, like and I think it was because there, it was a holiday weekend the weekend before, and maybe they gave all their money away on the holiday weekend, <laughs> and there was no money. You weren't winning. I was yeah. not winning. It was just not fun. Yeah, when I go, I take fifty bucks. That's it. When it's done, it's done. They've got a couple racetracks around yeah. here, and I went with a friend. We were so bored one Friday night. It was like two in the morning. We're like, let's go to the racetrack. Just as a joke. And as we were walking in, there was a, oh gosh, this lady, she must have been like her early 40s, mid 40s, on her cell phone, on the ground, crying. I lost it all. I lost it all. I was like, we're never coming back here. We are never coming back here. Oh, yeah. PSA, guys. (sighs) Don't gamble. Just just send me your money. It's... Right. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. And, you know, and I used to, I mean, I used to run, uh, I used to be like an assistant manager at a convenience store and see like lines of people buying the lottery tickets all the time. It's just, oh, I just don't get My it. My favorite tax oh, on the poor, the Ugh. lottery. When, when they brought Quick Draw to New York, it was over and the convenience stores were all and the bodegas, they were all just filled with people just sitting there doing the quick draw over and over again, which is basically Kino. Yeah. And it was, okay. it was sad. <sighs> it was really sad to watch. And so many people would come and they'd 
do the check cashing at the convenience store and then just oh, go and then gamble it. to the oh. lottery machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I've been handed, I, I'd been handed many an EBT card to buy lottery tickets. I'd have the cops to be like, no, sorry. This is just for food. Wow. <laughs> oh, look wow. the Fox News, Robin. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah you can totally do that, right? <laughs> Smokes and lottery tickets, not with this card, sir. Sorry. <laughs> so those people, very believable. Yeah, and uh, and then we get the interruption from Cordy. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, inside uh, the casino, uh, uh, Fred dresses up like a lornette to get into the dressing room, and the guards let her through after some obligatory sexual harassment. Uh, you know, I, so I don't get it. I, I don't. You know, it really bothered me. It really bothered me. Yeah, uh, it's not okay. We don't have. We, we we don't need that. You know, I was ogling, I was ogling her, and then after she went through that, I felt bad for ogling her. <laughs> well, you should have first of all not ogled. Second of all, immediately felt bad for ogling, regardless what happened. But it's just I can't ogle. Why? Why She's is on our, my TV? <laughs> why? Why is our female character whatever? Yeah. Why did she have to dress up? Why did it have to be her? Gun doesn't. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, gun's gonna. I was hoping they would pull a switch on us. It would be gun, and the guys would be like looking at the shoes, looking at the legs. <laughs> and by the time they get up to Gun's hairy chest, he punched them both. <laughs> That's how you write that scene without being a sexist motherfucker. I don't that know. That would have been so funny. He's got lorinettes. He's got back. I mean, I thought the geography of the scene was kind of messed up because the dressing room that she had to sneak into to get the lornette costume was within plain it's sight of them. <laughs> I won't bore you. I won't bore you with my details of my entrance. <laughs> Uh, so Lauren is about to clock her with a bottle, but uh, after he recognizes her, he says uh, he yells at her for not recognizing that House Fluffy is a universally recognized code for call for help. <laughs> As uh, Rob Cox in the in the YouTube chat says, whilst in a casino inquiring about a fictional pet called Fluffy is not a universal code for asking for help. If recent screen viewing has taught me nothing else, the universal code for asking for help is to say, call for help in a quizzical, <laughs> non-dramatic way. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So Angel trespasses into the private game. The dealer tells him to leave, but Lee tosses Angel a magic chip, which Angel then discards onto the table. The game ends. The house wins. And Angel is in a trance. What an idiot. I, you, Come on, dude. Like he Why knew. would you do that? I, I don't I'm know. not Keep here to play games as he throws the chip on the table. Keep the dollar. You, the guy just gave you a free dollar. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Uh, but that wouldn't look as cool as flicking a, a chip. Yeah. An angel is nothing if not all about looking cool. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Fred comes screaming out of the dressing room saying Lauren shot laser beams out of his horns, vomited out his skeleton, and slithered into a drain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Andy said that Amy asked him for tips on how to overact. (laughs) (laughs) I love that the guards radio went a code green. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lauren sneaks out with Fred and Gun. They find Angel playing the slots. Angel puts a coin in, bellows, hello! 
<laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Wait, it, it's we canon. only wish he did. Uh, Gunn tells him to hold off the guards while they escape. Angel says, call for help and go to the next machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> Outside, Gunn, Lauren, Fred run into the crowd. They look for the car. The Lauren says the game basically takes away people's futures and sells them to the highest bidder. Um, the people then wander from machine to machine like a zombie. Um, Gunn realizes then that they got Angel. Um, guards approach, so Lauren grabs a nearby microphone and does his hide note thing, which sends the crowd into a panic and explodes a few lights. They get away again. And Gunn is pissed. He's like, why did you sell out, Lauren? And Lauren says it's because Lee was shooting dancers in the head anytime he said no. But he didn't sell. He He didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He never never said. But this is something I kind of like. Because, like, he he did protect Angel. Because Lee's like, that's his name, right? DeMarco? Yeah. Anyway, he's like. Anything else? And he goes, no, nothing else. And he kind of pushes him for it. And he says, no, nothing else. But then when Gunn says, how could you do it? Lauren doesn't defend himself by saying, I didn't sell out Angel. Because he's so guilty about all the people he did hurt. I yeah. mean, wow. selling out Angel is nothing in comparison. Because at least Angel can kind of take care of himself. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, a mm-hmm. vampire. But those other people he cared more about. Which I think uh, that's a very that fight is very telling about Lauren's character. Yeah, Lauren is more concerned about the guy who's going to get his Pulitzer Prize than uh, possibly the savior from the end of the world. Uh. <laughs> well, according to David Fury, there had to be a conflict scene there or it would have been boring. And of course, Gunn, you know, of, of, of all people is, you know, it's always the guy who's like, yeah, you've been we've been cool together all this time, but I don't trust you at all. <laughs> Yeah, it does seem like Gunn is always in that position <laughs> to, to argue. He's the arguer. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, in the scene, in the scene, in the streets, um, security guards. You actually look in the background. You can see like tons of people looking on in the scene, being held back by barriers. Um, <laughs> news of Angel filming on location had leaked, and hundreds of fans had turned up to watch. David Fury says, "We shot from six at night to six in the morning for five nights. It was like a movie shoot. We were real stars." Yeah, nice. they said that uh, Las Vegas loves for you to shoot that, that mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles everybody wants to be paid <laughs> but Las Vegas looks at it like you know that it's uh, it's marketing it's free advertising yeah, yeah. yeah. everywhere yeah. in the background there's somebody like whoever Danny Gans is and <laughs> on a sign in the background <laughs> uh, alright so in the casino uh, Gun goes back in the casino Tries to get Angel to leave But he gets taken by Lee's men With Fred and Lauren And Angel sits back down to the slots Hello <laughs> <laughs> uh, In Lee's office Lee says Lauren is back to work uh, Is getting back to work After they kill Gun and Fred And we also see like this office This, this like command center he's got going And uh, a bit of trivia here One of the scrolling banners In the background uh, reads deal with Disney to run new e- ABC series, and it was kind of like a crack on uh, David Greenwald, who was uh, running. He left Angel to produce miracles, so <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so it's like they that he had to trade his soul, I guess, <laughs> or his destiny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For an in joke, I don't know. He's still like a contrib- consulting producer, I think, on the show. Yeah. Um, Cordy wishes that she could wake Angel up. Somehow she makes the slot machine give him three double diamonds. And here's where I wrote hello again in capital letters, and I'll skip that. <laughs> uh, Angel wins $300,000 in a car. Uh, Lee. You notice what kind of car? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was really, I was really hoping that they'd get that money. <laughs> uh, Lee, yeah, I, they, they should have. Legally. Were, they needed it. <laughs> Sorry, Lee's, uh, Lee's reaction was great today. What did you say? Sorry, uh, I keep talking over people, and I don't mean to. Uh, there's a little delay. If this were filmed today, uh, we'd know exactly what kind of car it was because that would be the sponsor of the episode. Project <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. right. placement. Nissan Rogue. <gasps> oh, Rogue. You know. <laughs> Probably a Tesla. Uh, I would say I love how he <laughs> said, give him his winnings all in quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it is funny. There was a bit of a trivia. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's related or not, but um, the gang had been struggling with money problems uh, before in the storyline. Yeah. And a- after after these episodes, they don't really mention it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> did they keep Maybe the 300000 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, Lee has Angel brought in to ask how he won. Angel says he put a quarter in, pulled the lever, and said, "Call for help." Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lee shrugs it off as a fluke. Like you said, give his money in quarters. The guards start to rough up Gun and Fred. Fred gets a gun in her face, and that triggers Angel. Uh, he ramps out and attacks. And oh, there's a magical glowing orb in the corner there. <laughs> I wonder what we could I do. I didn't know they filmed this part in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, Lauren smashes it. Everybody's free again. Um, and it's funny too because uh, one of the criticisms of this episode that I read is just like, so nobody wins at this casino. Like nobody wins. <laughs> like, wouldn't nobody. somebody say something about this? No, because they're all zombified. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just the slots, right? Because the yeah. the people playing the other games, they're not under this curse. Right. No. All the people that are under the curse, they all just go to the slots. Slot machines, yeah. And nobody would notice them being zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they all leave while Old Man Angel talks to no one about being drunk at Elvis and Priscilla's wedding reception. <laughs> Uh, back in the Hyperion, Angel can't make sense of how he won the slot machine. Uh, they walk in and they find Cordy in the lobby and she doesn't recognize them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. How did she get there? <laughs> uh, and I, I, my last note here basically is like Lauren like runs ahead to go pee, but yet like they go into the lobby and he's not like standing there going, oh my God, Cordy's here. <laughs> Like, I just imagine Lauren going, oh, okay, I really have to pee, but oh my god, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, green people have to use the outhouse. Sorry. Oh, no. Totally racist. Oh, thing. that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> well, I think that's oh, correct no, because he went, <laughs> he went ahead to go pee, but then yeah. we find him outside. Exactly. Right? So she's and not home. is a racist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just go on to the next episode, and uh, he is not inside the hotel. I don't know where he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outhouse. Yeah. Is there a fountain? Is there a fountain? 
<laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't wait. Lauren loves going in the fountain. What? <sighs> that lovable mug. <sighs> All right, so that's one episode down. I don't know if you guys want to do ratings now, quotes yeah, now. All right. So, guest. I liked it. Oh, wait, Kim. I liked it. All right. <laughs> any any other any other things, John? Um, it felt well. It was nice for them to get out of um, LA. Mm-hmm. I always like when they go to different locations. Um, I was it was great to see Lauren again. It felt super campy at parts where I was just like, oh, here we go, filler, filler, filler. Yeah, but I, you know, it was a fun episode. Like. It wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed it. Probably going to give it... I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Can't think of some witty... I Honestly, my <gasps> brain's not working. I can't think of something witty. Wow. 7 out of, seven out of 10 um, roulette tables. There you go. This is <laughs> not, not even funny. Not the episodes. Oh, wait, it was. That big giant... No. It doesn't count. <laughs> not even funny. Uh, but yeah. Somebody fall over. <laughs> I guess it does count as roulette. Never mind. Uh, I really like this episode, but I'm going to remove some points. Hmm. I'm going to remove three points oh. from a possible 10 out of 10. And Why? it's the three places that, that Fred said that uh, gun could wash. Seven out of 10. I blocked that. Seven out of 10. P fountains. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Doesn't <laughs> the, don't we get a point back for that conversation being immediately stopped? <laughs> no. Oh, right. don't get How dare they? That's right. Seven out of ten P fountains. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but when I find them or talking like gushy gushy stuff, I feel physically ill. <laughs> Do you vomit out your skeleton and slither into a tree <laughs> to get away? <laughs> <laughs> when any when any of any couple on TV gets like graphic and talking about oh let's go I get like the <laughs> the dry heaves come up and I'm like Wait, even even it's, even Xander and Anya because that all, I always found funny because Anya was so bizarre <laughs> yeah they're funny <laughs> like the only one uh Angelus does ever again. <laughs> When are we going to see Angelus? Okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, Nutty, do you want to do your score? Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was fun, as I remembered. Although, watching it now, I realized that like some of the scene blocking was a little awkward. <laughs> and now that I realize that they were trying to fill time, uh, some of it makes sense. Like, after the fight with um, between Lauren and Gunn, they're just standing there for like a good couple seconds for no reason (laughs) (laughs) fill their time slot which was like just sell more ads okay um you know don't stretch out a story just sell more ads uh so i i i enjoyed it on the rewatch i thought it was a a fun episode um i have a soft spot for andy hallett so having Mm. this uh special lauren centric episode was a lot of fun uh yeah Dopey Angel is fun. Um, I really enjoy watching Angel just being kind of a dope there. Uh, he's not Angel. He's not Angelus. He's just kind of a, a zombie there. And it's, I don't know, something about it is fun. Dougie. He's Mr. Jackpot. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jackpot. And uh, 
So he's very I, funny. I, mean, I think he's it's underrated at how funny he is. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, he doesn't get an opportunity to really be funny. Uh, there's Angel. There's a few times that he gets to be a little bit funny, but. I think his character is just supposed to be so dark and brooding all the time and so serious yeah. that he doesn't get to stretch that. And uh, right. I think that uh, David Boreanaz can actually, you know, bring some humor out. And Absolutely. You know, totally you know agree. He always be the straight man. Um, totally I'm, agree. Sorry, I just realized that would also be really fun if he wasn't always the straight man. Um, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I will. I'm. I'm a high rater, so I am going to give this eight out of yeah. ten outhouses for Lorne. That's preposterous. Feel <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, Steph. Yes, right. the rating. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to say eight out of ten also because yeah, yeah like Lorne has been around for a while. You know, ever since he's lived in the Hyperion with Angel Investigation, but they haven't really used it. You know, he makes wise cracks every once in a while, but this was nice to see, you know, a Lauren-centric episode and he got he gets yeah. to sing so much and and, you know, use his powers. That was pretty uh interesting and the guest star was interesting. <laughs> um the only thing I don't know, the it wasn't weedy you know the witty banter because there's not many funny quotes that to choose from. <laughs> so yeah, eight out of ten. I don't know. I don't trip field trips <laughs> to <laughs> Las Vegas. All right, <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I pretty much echo what you guys say. I mean, uh, I, I don't disagree with really any of it. Uh, it was it was a great. I think it was a great episode. Um, yeah, there, this could have been like a filler episode, but it was just awesome to see them in Vegas and, uh, and also to hear about how much fun they had, uh, making it o- always makes an episode better. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, to give Andy Hallett the spotlight, um, like in front of a Vegas crowd is pretty awesome. Um, so was he ever part of the main cast or was he always a special guest star? Um, before this, he was not a part of the main cast. Who want yeah. me to say? <laughs> no, no, because he's in the because he's in the opening credits. Like his his uh, his pictures there, yeah. but his name isn't. Huh? And is he's there? Like he's there maybe four times, I think. Mm, yeah. And I was. He's a very like, important oh, part of the show. He should be in cast. those main credits. Yeah. I feel like they. If they could, they would make him a regular mm-hmm. in the cast. I feel like they're trying really hard to to get as much Lauren as possible. I think they re- yeah. I think they really like Andy Hallett mm-hmm. and yeah. like what the character brings to the show. So I feel like they really try. Yeah, because it's like it's you know because Fred just showed up and then all of a sudden she was in the main <laughs> credits and then. Yeah, stupid up, shows, up. Not, shows like, up, and then he's in the main credits. It's like, ugh, is there an episode where he and Don go out on a date, and then <laughs> they're, they're in a car, and the car goes off a cliff, and, it <laughs> and then you see their, 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 you see them on fire, running away from the crash, and then they <laughs> collapse and they burn, and you can actually hear their tendons snap in the heat. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fan fiction out there. That's All right, probably already. Anyway. I'll- I'm giving it uh, eight out of ten insightful bon mots. So that's my side so right rating system. And I'm prepared. 
That's it. What? Insightful bon mutz. Bon bon mutz. Bon mutz. Yeah. B o n m o t s. That's what Lauren says. Pardon. The bon mot accent. Bon mot. The bon mot. How they bon mutz? Bon mutz is some garbage. You trying to say good words? Yeah, he's trying to say the bon mot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not down with the bon mot. Okay. You certainly are not. Shall we uh, slouch towards Bethlehem? Do well, it. Are, are we going to do quotes? Oh, you want to do quotes first? No. No? Yeah. There are none. Let's go. Yeah, there, are. <laughs> there are none by me. Let's go on. Uh, go ahead. My quote was going to be, I, I know you. You're my friend. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Call for help. Oh, the delivery is so good. Yeah. So Angel. good. Oh. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's about it from the whole episode. I have to hydrate. I'll be back in two. No, I got one. I got one. Um, something starting to feel a not right. <laughs> something starting to feel a lot <laughs> not right about this. That's what I've been saying, only with better grammar. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I rewatching this. Um, I buy, and I don't know if it's the influence of you guys, but I buy uh, Fred and Gunn so much less than I did when I first saw this. Oh, like, why? Teach you. I really feel like when I <laughs> no, when I originally watched it before I had to talk about it, I just kind of dealt with it. <laughs> I didn't have to talk about it, but if you're gonna make me talk about it, it's like, yeah, I just. Ugh. Like their relationship, I does find them too for either character. Cutesy, yeah. yeah they're just yeah. too too cutesy and too. Because uh, Gun's supposed to be this. They small. act like teenagers. They're not yeah. teenagers. Yeah, they look like they're in their mid thirties. Because <laughs> they probably were. <laughs> if they were fifteen, yeah. it it might be cute. But no, I don't think it would be cute at all. Amy Acker going to be anyway. in the uh, new uh, X Men series. Uh, Gifted, I think it is, coming out this fall. Looking forward to seeing nice. that. Who's she playing? Gifted? Yeah. It's uh, about the school, right? It's like about a family that's on a run. On the run, the kids are like mutants. Oh, I thought it, she was going to be one of the teachers at the school. Anyway. It could be like she's a teacher and they take these kids on the run. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody else. So she's not playing an established character already? I think these are original characters that are probably inspired by other characters. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) The trailer looked good. Kind of hit and miss with the, you know, Fox owning that franchise for screen, so. Are we ready to get started? Logan was great. Yes. Mm hmm. Oh, God. Okay, the guy who played the teenager in the minivan mm-hmm. left the acting industry to pursue his passion as a balloon artist. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good start to this episode. <laughs> he started his own balloon company and eventually became an education and art director. <laughs> if, Obviously. If you're listening, guy, it's not that... <laughs> You know, it's a respectable career. <laughs> just, just out of the blue stuff saying that was the I funny part. Say, I want to say he didn't leave the acting industry on his own. <laughs> I think they, they, they pushed him out. 
<laughs> was it because he was just kind of s- fine? I'll be a balloon artist. I'll show you. <laughs> so he was just sitting in the back of the van while his mom was being attacked by vampires. Going, mom, no! I'm like, you're a full-grown <laughs> human. You look like you can grab that vampire, punch it. So, no. like being we a all react artist, differently was under stress. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Lirio? We all react differently under stress. Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hope the outtakes of him are blowing a balloon and making mistakes. It's very weird. <laughs> I built for you a crucifix. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, getting into the episode, since we've already kind of got into it, uh, the family car broke down. Uh, Connor creepily steps out of the shadows. Is he going to hurt them? No, but the vampire tow truck drivers will. And Connor incinerates a vampire with some wild luck and foresight. Anybody go, what the fuck, to that whole scene there? What did he do? Did he, well, did, he bless, yeah. did, he, did he bless it? So it uh, well, early in, in the fight, early in the fight, early in the fight, early in the fight, he reached into the minivan and pressed the cigarette lighter yeah. in. Not yeah. even knowing that there's gas in the back of the tow truck. Then he gets thrown into the back of the tow truck yeah. by the vampire. And then he grabs gas and pours gas on it. But And just in time, the lighter oh. comes out and he goes back in. And those lighters, you, I mean, I, I according to the trivia I've read, uh, read those kind of lighters don't, like, ignite flames. It's just a heating coil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, it's he shows up and says, you know, you're going to be in trouble. So, like, he knew this attack was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What he, number did you call? Suddenly becoming permanent fairy. 1-800-VAMPIRE? Yeah. Oh, well, those guys. <laughs> you didn't want to call them. All right. <laughs> well, I, don't, I got the feeling that Connor, he enjoyed helping people when he was working with Gunn and Fred. And then he misses having a family because he's like, oh, is that your family? <laughs> yeah. I like your hat. The dad, like, <laughs> Connor tries making small talk with the dad and the dad kind of just goes, oh, gets back in the car and <laughs> crumbles into his wife, wife's arms because he's nearly killed. And holy cow, vampires are real and all that. Yeah. Uh, after that's over, Connor sneaks into the Hyperion and sees that Cordy is back this is like a continuation from the last episode. Uh, Cordy's looking scared. Who am I? She remembers, quote, numbers, animals, flossing. <laughs> but uh, not the gang, not herself. Um, Angel sees that she's scared and amnesiac and gets gun to stop Lauren from coming in and pulls Fred into the office to figure out while she's ba- why she's back. And they do like a creepy hand wave to Cordy. <laughs> and uh, this is only frightening her more. She hears of uh, her voice on the answering machine, and also hears talk of demons and blood sucking. And Fred and Gunn go to handle that. Um, um, it is very difficult for people to recognize their own voices when they don't have amnesia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't buy this. <laughs> Who is that talking with? Perfect diction. I think she's speaking. Well, I do because I have to. Uh, I have to call my changes in at work to an answer machine. And I've walked into the office to ask a question. And I was like, hey, that's me. I hear myself. <laughs> so I recognize my voice. 
You're also yeah, a podcaster. But, but I'm also a podcaster. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, anytime I heard my own voice recorded, I was like, that's not what I sound like. <laughs> but after podcasting for a little while, I know exactly what I sound like. Yeah, whenever I hear my own voice, I I'm like, stop laughing. Every day, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I still don't recognize my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm a professional broadcaster. I still don't recognize my voice. I honestly constantly get you mixed up with Gabby all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) as everybody else does, (laughs) that's a throwback. Shut up, Gabby. (laughs) Uh, You mean you mean Debbie? (laughs) I have unleashed the Debbie. Um, Yeah, let the record show that. It has taken nearly seven years for Kim to lord the professional broadcaster title over us. <laughs> I think this demonstrates great restraint. Wow. I think it still earns a well-deserved, well, la-ti-da. <laughs> I think it's just boss. All right, there you go. la di fucking da <laughs> I just... Okay. Sorry, my profession intimidates you males, but uh, oh gosh, the females, <laughs> the females, know what's up? Uh, <laughs> Angel shows Cordy to her room where they kept her stuff. It doesn't help to jog her memory. Uh, Angel promises that she's among friends and leaves her alone. And Cordy tries talking to herself in the mirror, looking at weird messages in her yearbook, looking at screen caps from other episodes. Nothing helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one picture where she had the big goofy <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Cordy reacts negatively to that because she, uh, Charisma Carpenter, hated that haircut. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, did anyone else think about Dennis during this scene? I don't like oh, 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 Nobody telling Dennis. Yeah. Dennis might be able to help her remember who she is. <laughs> dealing with the Johnsons now. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever moved in. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked that this first half of the episode was like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, Recording seeing things from her point of view. Yeah. Um, she wanders and hears some singing. She sneaks off, but we see Lauren is talking to some guy with a drooling problem. Can we back up for a second? Oh, please. Go ahead. So, who leaves her in that room all by herself? Angel. Okay. So, Angel leaves her in a room where there's clearly an unmade bed. <laughs> like, not even a flat sheet or, or, or a fitted sheet. Yeah. And th- is he expecting her to settle in and find bedding and make that bed herself? And was like... <laughs> What a horrible, horrible, horrible host. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how is she supposed to know how make to make her a fucking place to sleep, you asshole? <laughs> oh, anyway. Yep. I'll jog her memory. See, now I'm pulling up the script <laughs> <laughs> to see what she says. Uh, uh, I like how she cringes at Cordy. She's like, yeah. I'm Cordelia Chase. Hi, I'm Cordy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I thought I thought her acting was really good in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really enjoyable to see uh, Charisma Carpenter doing this amnesia thing because one, it wasn't like any amnesia we've seen everywhere else. You know, I 
actually felt convinced that she didn't know who she was, that she was scared. And there was like this, this shade of innocence on her, mm-hmm. which was really neat mm-hmm. to see. I don't mm-hmm. know. I need jerk react to amnesia storylines. I'm like, oh, God, come on. We got to get past this plot point for her to get back to normal. And I don't know, five uh-huh. episodes in the Twin Peaks. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like amnesia episodes because you forget everything, yet you still remember how to function and speak English and walk and do this mm-hmm. and that. And- but that's really true. You really do. There are some things that you, you oh, don't I'm forget sure. everything. But the thing is, amnesia is not as prevalent as television makes it seem. Yeah. Yeah. And usually if you do have amnesia, it's a symptom of something much more serious. Yeah. And they never address that. I mean, this is mystical, so... Yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Were this real life, we'd be trying to figure out her post-traumatic stress yeah. and the sources of it. But, you know, I think it has something to do or, for yeah. her coming back from a different plane of existence. That would be my guess. So she's being <laughs> Cooper in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, talking about her uh, performance, I think physically her performance is very, like, I enjoyed watching her run down the hall and yeah. just be scared. And the action scene when, when she and Angel fight those, <laughs> oh, my God, that was yeah. so great. Yeah, that was great. Because they were like working as a team. That was my note. I was like, I was like, why can't she run? That's what my note was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, okay. So I, I, this is going to mean nothing, but in, I, I found the part of the script where um, Angel is leaving, and um, you know, she actually is, he's like, I want to help you get your memories back, and she says, great, and she kind of sits down in her bed and is like, not tonight, you know, and acts kind of tired, and that's when Angel kind of backs out of the room. But this is after Angel. Angel was like, "Yeah, we were uh, close." <laughs> oh yeah, they almost kissed. <laughs> oh well, that, well, actually, no. Angel this, is denied again. This Poor is, Angel. Angel is. Yeah. Well, he's he. They get a little closer in the next in an in a, uh, upcoming scene here. Um, all right. Oh, that's. Oh, he comes back later, and that's when they yeah. almost kiss. All right. So so. Um, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Cor- okay. So Cordy's wandering around. Uh, we go down to the lobby where you see Angel like running by with like tons of mason jars of blood. <laughs> like, oh. uh, Cordy finds blood on the counter, and then she hides when she hears Fred and Gun come in, and uh, they're talking about squishing and squashing babies. Um, and Gun, Damn, you must have loved this scene. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Gun throws the old hubcap <laughs> axe on the counter and the drips purple goo on Cordy, which freaks her out. She runs into the courtyard where there are some Wolfram and Hart. Well, Angel calls later lawyers. <laughs> to, 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 they, they, they have to fight off. Which I'm like, they're, they're goons. They're not lawyers. <laughs> like they work for the lawyers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's when Cordy calls Angel, Fred, and Gun Russian spies. And calls Angie out on all his weirdness, and uh, Angel pl- Angie. Angie. <laughs> Angel pleads yeah. with her that she's she's safe. So so this is when they go back to the room, and Cordy's wondering if she's a mom because of the baby pics. And Angel says Aww. that's his son, and Cordy wonders if they were together, and they almost kiss. And then Cordy suddenly's like, "Was I a nun?" And then pulls out these crucifixes and burns Angel, <laughs> which uh, makes Angel that. vamp out. Which reminds me so much of a zombie. <laughs> yeah. How so? 
Just because the like uh, endorphins or or whatever causes the oh the full on zombie mode. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch iZombie. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, yep. So Lauren, uh, so so Cordy runs right into Lauren, and Lauren thinks she's freaking out because he stole some of her lingerie <laughs> for a friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And that's when Angel decides it's time to come clean and we go to a, I don't know, an act break and after all is explained, Cordy is talking about how unbelievable this all is and Angel tells her to sing a little something for Lauren. That's when Cordy brings out the old greatest love of all and uh, Illyrio. That's a great callback. Kim, do you remember what this is a callback to? (laughs) Um, I don't actually. Wasn't it talent show? Yes! The puppet show! (laughs) I have to wonder if Charisma Carpenter rewatched Talent Show, a uh, puppet show, just so she could get like the voice cracking <laughs> in the same place. It's really good. <laughs> um, Funny. So uh, Lauren immediately starts freaking out and leaves the room. Angel pursues, and uh, Lauren starts talking about slouching towards Bethlehem. And despair and torment and terror, it's all jumbled, but evil is coming big time. And we won't... But doesn't anyone else freak out the way that he leaves the room? <laughs> yeah. I think... They're all just like, oh, he, he's just reading it. <laughs> I, think the, I think, you know, even though all is told, like, I think Fred and Gunn are still on a, let's keep things cool and, uh, you know, we don't want Cordy yeah. to have, like, a nervous breakdown from all this information. And, uh, you know, if you want to hear uh, all of us looking up uh, Slashing Towards Bethlehem, um, tune into our last podcast where we spend, uh, you know, a, a while looking at the Wikipedia articles. But um, it's basically a reference to uh, the Yeats poem, The Second Coming. And the line is, and what rough beast its hour come round at last slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Dot, dot. Dot. Okay. Um, meanwhile, at Christian Gray's apartment. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Wesley and Lila cuddle, and it's looking like these guys might be falling in love. And Yeah, they are in lust. <laughs> they are not falling in love. Cut that out. That's bullshit. Feelings. They make the hot sex beast machine thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Wesley but is know, not like before, that. Before he was kicking yeah. her out of bed. Yeah. And now she's hanging around. She's staying. Mm-hmm. She's probably got a drawer. But that's just because um, <laughs> what's that thing that's released when there's skin on skin contact? Uh, semen? Get <laughs> <laughs> on. All right, everyone. Good night. <laughs> I'm done. I can't anymore. <laughs> no, there's an actual um here, I'll I'll research. Yeah, isn't it endorphins? No, it's pheromones? Pheromones. Pheromones. No, it's it's something else. Epithelial. Jeez, what else is released? <laughs> um Whatever it is that reason why parents do that. Oxytocin. Ah, there you go. Oxytocin is released either directly into the blood via the pituitary gland. Oh. It's the, called the love hormone. Uh-huh. Isn't that why they tell parents to snuggle their babies? 
oh, yeah. afterbirth? Uh, oxytocin is a hormone produced mainly by the hypothalamus, an almond-sized region of the... I know what the hypothalamus is, bitch! Um, <laughs> oxytocin is released either directly into the blood via the pituitary <laughs> gland or to other parts of the brain and spinal cord. Although probably best known for its role in childbirth and breastfeeding, research has shown that oxytocin may have many far-reaching effects for both men and women in many areas of their lives, particularly when it comes to relationships and emotional involvement. Well, folks, if you oh, yeah. didn't, if you were looking forward to us looking up something on Wikipedia to read to you, I skipped past the slashing towards Bethlehem part, but we got some <laughs> sweet tones of oxytocin. Oxytocin <laughs> is the love hormone. Yeah. So, um, Lila feeling oxytocin. Tells, tells that it's basically that they're basically official, according to Wolverman Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. uh, this is a cute little scene where Lila has to autograph a dollar bill for Wesley. Um, did you guys want to talk more about Wesley at this point, or did I totally derail you? Yeah, why did why did he have to sign the dollar? Because he said relationship. Yeah, but or no, what? she said relationship. No, he did. He called oh, it a relationship. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he lo- they had so, made yeah. some sort of bet for a dollar. Whoever calls the what bet. they have a relationship yeah. first has to pay up. And yeah. so he had to sign it. See, I'm just wondering what the significance of him but so that he can look it's back at proof. it later and be like, "Oh, Lila." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she dropped Stole it. She wrecked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's so that you get that cheap, you know, money on the nightstand thing just to add to the weirdness. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's going to look at it in different episodes and just be reminded of her, of it. That's what it's for. Hmm. Uh, a little token. Instead of her leaving, instead of her leaving her panties there, it's like, oh, find this dollar bill because it's less, it's less crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I earned my first dollar. Put it in a frame. <laughs> uh, back at the hotel, Cordy loses the sidekicks. I'm not a sidekick. And goes looking for Mr. Bumpy Face, but she runs into Mr. Super Gross Face, and uh, it, it chases her to the lobby, and she's rescued by Connor, who takes her away. Connor, take me away. Um, <laughs> nobody's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was a cool uh, prosthetic. Um, yeah, monsters. Face. Ugh, That's gross. pretty cool. No, it reminded me of the yeah. D&D yeah. Monster Manual. Their second Ed Monster Manual had like a, a, a mouth like that on one of the creatures. Wasn't there surprised. like Cabin in the Woods, maybe a monster like that? Possibly. Probably there were a lot. Yeah, my notes, I called him the, the bald predator and I also called, called him Demo Gordon. Um, <laughs> but... <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so the gang finds the body and Cordy's missing again. Uh, then Lauren again talks about how sick his vision made him and how he is not going back to that place. Um, and Angel says they have to find Cordy. Um, so Connor brings Cordy to this abandoned warehouse where he's been living. Um, or I don't know if it's abandoned because there's things in it. I was leaving like giant sculptures or, or stuffed wildlife there. Yeah, valuable things. He's like, uh, he's got a job as like museum night watchman, you know? (laughs) He's 
an apprentice taxidermist. Come on, Robin. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, he comes clean about who he is and what he's done, and Cordy is happy about the honesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when he tells her that he tried to kill her, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, at least you said it, right? Uh, uh, oh, what an idiot. I'm sorry. Ah, you have amnesia. <laughs> you going to trust someone? That's boneheaded. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. Wesley hears when you have amnesia, Robin. What must you do? Um, Trust no one. Call for help. (laughs) (laughs) Trust no one. Don't trust anybody. No, definitely. Uh, While well, she's just yeah. uh, Wesley hears Lila get a phone call about how Cordy's back and with Connor, and um, you know he he does this little sneaky thing where he's like listening at the door. She turns and he's somehow in the bed again. Yeah. I want to see how he got back into the bed. That would have been the funny part. I was so stealth. <laughs> uh, she takes her things and leaves, but the dollar falls to the floor. Hmm. Um, Cordy rests in Connor's bed. She's sad and lonely. And Connor reminds her that she's into shoes and donuts, and she's very brave. Cordy isn't sure why, but she feels like she trusts Connor, and he sets guard over her. Um, Wesley pops by the hotel to tell the gang where Cordy is and that Wolfram and Hart is going to try to extract her. Uh, Angel feels a little better Uh knowing that she's uh, with uh, with Connor and not just wandering off around by herself. Uh, So back at the uh, warehouse, the the goons bust in. They're setting off these booby traps that Connor's laid. Um, Cordy and Connor fight them off and one of them puts a camera up so Lila can watch. Because she's into watching. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Angel, Gunn, and Fred come in. They start fighting. (laughs) Lila uses some sports ball terminology to get the goons to leave. Uh, Angel tries to get Cordy to come back. Cordy wants to stay with Connor, who isn't a lying liar. And Connor's very happy to be the good guy in all this. (laughs) Looking very smug. (laughs) Uh, So Wesley looks at the dollar bill. Broods probably about where his allegiance lies these days. Um, back at the hotel, the gang finds Lauren tied up with a wound on his head. Wolfram and Hart suck the vision out. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Um, so Wesley shows up. At that was cool. Yeah. They're, I love how they're immediately like, was it Wesley again? <laughs> <laughs> I have to wonder, like, okay, so was that actually like a blessing in disguise? Because this, this information was hurting Lorne. Mm-hmm. So getting it sucked out of his head, did that release him from that pain? Yeah. I mean, like, he was dealing with physical pain, but no longer the mental pain. Yeah. It was like making him nauseous even, but he wasn't, he, he wasn't like clear about what he was seeing. It was just seeing bad. <laughs> right. But now that it's gone, like he doesn't even have to worry about accidentally revisiting it right. and getting sick again. But, you know, as all visions, we really need to know what's, com- what's, com- what's coming down the pike, so... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good Lauren isn't, you know, in pain. Um, Wesley shows up at Lila's. He's irritated that she played him, and Lila throws it back in his face, saying that what he did was just as wrong and why she doesn't trust him. And Wesley concedes that their relationship isn't that simple. And as we go to credits, Cordy's resting in Connor's bed... And Angel is brooding and staring at Cordy's empty bed. <laughs> Credits. 
So, uh, a lot of silence during the last few moments of this episode. I don't know what to say either. Because uh, it was a lot of con. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, when I first watched this uh, live, I was not happy with a lot of this stuff. And I remember really hating this episode. But I also didn't know from the episode title that that's what I was going to be watching today. So when it started, I was like, oh, no, not that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it wasn't as bad as I remember. Um, I think uh, knowing what's to come makes me appreciate this a little bit more. It's not mm-hmm. so annoying. Uh, but um, there's a lot of foreshadowing here. So I mm. think that makes it better on a rewatch. But yeah, it's it's you know you, you sit there with we've got Cordy she goes on to being a higher being and then she helps Angel out just a little bit and then gets thrown back down and and loses her memories and it's just like what was the point of any of this you know and yeah. it kind of feels like unfulfilled promise story yeah we Cordy was away from the group for so long and now she's back but she's gone again yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. It's disappointing. Like you you felt want like this there was going to be a payoff. Yeah, you want the show to get back to what it's doing or what what you liked before. It's like ah, oh, they were working towards something, even if it's not like you know Angel and Cordy finally getting together. Like you know, it seemed to be working towards in the season three finale. It's still like I just want Cordy to be there and everybody be happy together again. You know. Mm-hmm. Like now Wesley's gone and Cordy's gone. It's always best when the drama comes from outside. Yeah. You know? Mm. Like all this internal stuff is my least favorite stuff. Uh, You know, unless, you know, like unless we're talking ancillary characters like Darla and, you know, a little bit, a little bit here and there. But I hated uh, the gun storylines. You know, Cordy, even Cordy's storyline stuff is like, guys, can we just be a team and like we, we, we. We do something together because this is really dumb. This seems like such a waste of time. I mean, to me, like even in my like opening description at the beginning of the podcast, how Cordy is all of a sudden a big stickler for honesty. It's just I don't know. It's like obviously Angel and and Gun and Fred are they're not like I don't know. It's like yeah, they lied to to, but like they came clean. You know, they they told them yeah. told her everything. So it's not like they're holding back anymore. But, well, they were still holding back. Um, but Angel says it really well. He says, you know, Gunn says, well, maybe we should have just told her from the get-go. Yeah. And Angel says that wouldn't have worked either. Yeah. Like, the only reason she was okay with Connor telling the truth is because she had the dump, the info dump from Angel's crew. If she didn't have that info dump from Angel's crew and Connor's the one that gave her the info <laughs> yeah. dump, yeah. She'd, she'd be just as mad. And, and, you know, it's kind of like shooting the messenger sort of a situation. <laughs> and, and this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they told her, if, if she saw Lauren right away, she'd be gone. And right. then they didn't tell her, they lied to her, and she's gone anyway. It just took some time. It's going to happen no matter what. <sighs> so I'm glad this was paired with The House Always Wins because it, that, that's a really fun episode. And I feel like this is kind of like setting up pieces and it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, we have Cordy back, but we don't really have Cordy back. <laughs> no, I don't like this version of Cordy. Yeah, she was just she she just got. I hate to say this, but she just got good. Yeah, yeah. She had and so now, much development, and now she's yeah. a clean slate. And I just wiped this all clean. Like fuck off, guys. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully you like you, you guys will like where it goes. So we'll, we'll we will find out in the coming episodes of the podcast. We will indeed. <laughs> right, do you guys have anything else to say before we do ratings? I have something very important to say. I yes. think it bears mentioning. Happy fucking birthday! Oh, jeez, thanks. <laughs> Yay! And Wait, it's, uh, it's Robin Day. It's Robin's Facebook birthday. Did- Facebook didn't tell yeah, me. Well, it's tomorrow, but <laughs> still, I was already messaged by somebody, and I think Australia was like, "Happy birthday!" I know it's early and everything. <laughs> so it's your birthday tomorrow, then? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, June the sixth. June the sixth, D Day. I won't sixth. take it back. Yeah, I opened up my calendar the other day, and it said it's your birthday, June the sixth, <laughs> because the the iZombie calendar is is merged with my calendar. <laughs> Yeah. Discovery Day. All right. <laughs> That's an iZombie joke. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I hear it's a good ratings. It is good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Maddie, go. Bedtime. Oh boy. <laughs> so reading this. Um. Again, I'm going to rate it a little high simply because I do think it's better as a rewatch. I really do. And um. Yeah. And I'm a guest, so I get to rate high. Uh. <laughs> I am going to give this uh, six out of ten. Bears Connor wishes he killed. Um, <laughs> that was the that was the better episode. <laughs> no, no, the better episode was Vegas. I gave that eight out of ten. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. This is higher. If if I rated this back when it first aired, this would have been like a four out of ten. Oh. Yeah, I'm right. trying not to like do that, but I'm almost feeling like I need to. <laughs> what did you give it? No, just a six, six out of ten. I I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I, I give it a seven because you know, like I enjoyed Cordelia running down the halls. <laughs> I thought she was she was cute, and funny, and oh, her yeah. and Angel fighting as a a team that was great. But Connor. <laughs> Mm. And it's not funny, really. Yeah. So seven out of ten black Russians. You son of a! Ah, <laughs> uh, damn you! <laughs> I knew I should have gone next. I think this episode is a pile of poop. <laughs> Seriously, it's like it's awful. I really didn't like Cardi being. Oh, man, come on! Yeah. Ah, and really, Lauren, you, you, you can let someone that dangerous just roam around unsupervised. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah. Oh, and uh, the only redeeming quality was uh, was David Boreanaz's physical comedy with those jars of blood. I <laughs> <laughs> only loved about this episode, uh, and the and the rosary gag. The rosary <laughs> gag was great. I thought that was wonderful. Uh, so one more thing I liked. Uh, uh, Wesley and Lila getting it on and being super hot. So, uh, you know what? For each of them, I'll give an extra point. So, I was going to rate it a three. I'm going to rate it a four. Uh, four out of ten dirty dollars. Dirty <laughs> 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 dollars. <laughs> I like this episode. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I disliked it as much as what we're t- discussing here. Um, I, you know, like we talked about the whole amnesia thing, and it's been done to death on television shows. I just think it's a waste of time. I'm like, let's get let's get the story going. Like, I feel like when 
you know, this little wrench that we've been thrown, it'll, you know, delay us a couple of episodes before we get to what's actually happening. But uh, I, I'm torn because I, there are elements that I thought were really funny, but then also things I thought were super lame, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, so I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Stephanie told me I stole my black Russians, but <laughs> seven out of 10, um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, what, uh, Cop in the field, boob grabs. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> that made me laugh. Did he grab a boob? Did I miss that? You missed it? Yeah, when he, he was sleeping on the bed with her and she turns over and his hands on her boob. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oops. Did I make that up? I must what have been typing. I might, I might have been typing. <laughs> Okay, well, um, yeah, I, I gotta say, um, I have to rate this kind of low. I, I was, it, I can't, can't help but go back to how disappointed I felt when we got this, like, we finally got Cordy back, and I'm like, where are we going now with this? What? You know, like, and I don't understand Cordy's motivations. As much as it's been explained to me, I don't understand why, why she feels more comfortable with Connor and his scary warehouse than she does at the, her nice ho- the nice hotel and you know that's a creepy hotel. Well, she's got her stuff in her room. I mean, I guess you know how uh, I don't know. But she doesn't feel like it's her stuff. She's been told it's yeah. her stuff, but it doesn't feel like her stuff. She's got all those sweet screen caps that she can post to her fan website. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I just feel bad for, you know, Angel that, you know, she's back and all, all he wants to do is take care of her. And it's like, oh, great. Now, like, she's she's scared of me, you know, and he's trying to do the right thing. But, you know, suddenly Connor's all awesome because he says he he uh, felt like killing her at one time but stopped himself or something, whatever he said. Um so yeah, I, I find this episode. Um, I mean, I, I love episodes of Angel. That's why we do a podcast. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just disappointed by it. So I'm giving it a uh, five out of ten. Vampires with a soul Ooh. and his wacky. Is that the lowest you've ever given this? Hmm? Sorry, I cut off your reading assistant. Is that the lowest you've ever given an Angel episode? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's like provider. I gave four. Let's go back to season one. Oh, wait. The Thin Deadline, I gave a one. Uh, she, I gave a four. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I Fall to Pieces, sorry. I gave a two. <laughs> it's, a, it's the lowest this season. Okay, it's so. definitely better than I Fall to Pieces. Yeah. Oh, That's why it's a five. Yeah, I'd say I Fall to Pieces is one of the worst episodes of television <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's <laughs> a definite season one episode. So um, the house always wins. Got a seven point six overall, and slashing towards Bethlehem got a five point eight. Ah, wow. worst episode of the season so far. Oh, it's very early. Um, yeah, episode four. So, uh, Illyrio, do you want to share the uh, bit of trivia that is in the chat from Bruce? Oh, we yeah, have we, a, we have an email oh, from him too. <laughs> Bruce in the chat said, isn't the hi, I'm Cordy line from her TV show? Which I think it is. Huh. I think it is as well. Yeah. And had I been looking at the chat, I wouldn't have wasted so much time researching. Buffy Summers uh, suggested oxytocin nah. when I first mentioned it. Nobody said anything about semen? No. 
Just you. Bruce wrote in. I, I don't. Do you want to read it, Illyrio, or is it not in front of you? Not in front of me. Sorry. Okay, it's fine. Uh, Bruce says, "Road trip. Nice setup with that opening fight scene. Someone above and unseen helping out the person below." Interesting concept, trading personal destinies like commodities. I'm not sure why the victim's drive and desire go away, too. It seems like Vivian would still want to be a chef, but she wouldn't make it big. Maybe they're saying that the person's drive is part of the whole destiny package. Or maybe there's more than simple theft at work. The magic used also turns them into zombies. I wonder how Cordelia managed to nudge that slot machine that last little bit. Vampire wanted to know what Connor was. Now Cordelia wants to know who they all are. Is everyone here very stoned? (laughs) 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 Where did Lauren go to pee? I really like the Hyperion as a set, and I think most rooms have a toilet. Lying liars who lie. (laughs) (laughs) Lying liars who lie put Connor in a position to cop a feel. Oh, well, he noticed it too. No, Wes, it isn't simple, but I like it anyway. And that's from Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Our only bit of feedback, I believe. I don't understand why people aren't watching along with us. Yeah, it's only been like a month. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Is Illyrio asleep? I'm here. Someone someone (laughs) nudge him. I actually have a quote for this one. Oh, there's quotes. I forgot. Sorry. I have a quote for this one, too, but go ahead, Nutty. I wonder if it's mine. Uh, It's when Gunn says, do I look Russian to you? (laughs) (laughs) Mine was around the same period, and it was uh, Cordy going, what the hell's going on here, Angie? (laughs) (laughs) Am I a spy? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great one, too. I want to finish that. My quote was, uh, black Russian. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll finish that. That's a drink. And Cordy says, says the head spy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, anyone else d- disappointed there's no Electra in the last two episodes? Aww. No. Oh, yeah. That one. That's the <laughs> no. girl. Oh. And we all picked the quote from, like, the same scenes. That tells you how bad we have to yeah, I like I'm not a sidekick. And I like uh, Fred's, uh, have you been caffeinating your blood again, or is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> Did he say demon broad? Yeah, his um, wife. It's an ugly divorce case thing. You know, private eye stuff. <laughs> you know what would have helped Cordy understand everything is they should have shown her the video. Aww. Our rats are low. Aww. Our rats are low. <laughs> Doyle. Oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> hey. Yeah. Uh, that's what we thought. You can let us know what you think by sending us an email at redemptioncast at gmail.com. You can follow right. us on the Twitter yeah. at redemptioncast. You can join the Facebook group. <laughs> uh, keep it spoiler free or else. Uh, that's uh, facebook.com slash group slash potentialcast. Redemptioncast.blogspot.com is the website, and you can uh, find us where all fine podcasts are not sold. <laughs> Some of them are. Yeah. Should we get a Patreon or something like that? Hey, uh, <laughs> by the way, guys, have I told you how much better I've been sleeping ever since I got this new <laughs> motherfucking mattress? Uh, 
this mattress it shows up delivered to house in a box and then you open the box and there's a mattress it's amazing hey guys Can you tell us about underwear nick <laughs> no but hey do you know that i sometimes shave my face <laughs> and when i do i only use barry's razors i love food do you love food hey, i love making food <laughs> With with following very strict instructions and only using ingredients that get delivered to my house in a recyclable, convenient box. Yes. <laughs> at a, yeah, at a an exorbitant fee. Yeah. I can't afford that. You got to pick up that box that uh, brings you toys for your pets every every uh, week, so that Fluffy can. Always for the low low toy. cost of one hundred and twenty dollars a month, you too can be a subscriber yep. to Shit Crate. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed a minimum of fifty dollar value in each box. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, shit, great is where you find all your cool shit. Oh man, if my podcast wasn't PG, I was going to ask if I could steal that because that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I I I, I borrowed it from uh, the wonderful podcast parody from Red Letter Media, the Nerd oh. Crew. Oh, amazing and, and like the, on, on their on their inaugural uh, the parody episode 90% of their episode is just talking about their sponsors <laughs> as awesome. it should as it should I gotta listen to I remember watching Leo motherfucking Lecherous Laporte <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was like man these ad reads are really long and they're really boring mm. mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm gonna listen to you read an ad make it entertaining which is why I recommend the Night Attack podcast. Because when there is a guy in a luchador dragon mask putting on a fake southern accent doing the reading of the ads, you know you've come to the right place. There you go. Uh, ad breaks are what the uh, two-minute skip button in Downcast are made for. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Thank God for that two-minute yes. skip button. Fuck all that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, they, they could also be used for when a specific podcast that I've already unsubscribed to goes through their feedback. <sighs> Not their feedback, oh. but their iTunes reviews at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Ours? And they're, and they're sometimes asked to do it in specific voices. No. Our podcast? No. Okay. No, my favorite no. thing now is that they are uh, they are now sponsored and they like do like a like a quick teaser intro, drop the theme music in, and then an ad break starts immediately. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're four minutes in. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> It's really funny in, in a not funny way, yeah. which is why I like uh, if you're a podcast and you have a Patreon, like I'll totally, I'll totally subscribe for like a yep. fucking episode if I think you're awesome and I think you're worth it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, no, we shouldn't start a Patreon. Patrons are the, they are the bread and butter of podcasters who have a Patreon account. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, All I, this I, to say. Don't pay us. Yeah. It's not worth it, guys. Please. I don't have enough self-worth to ask other people to pay me for stuff so, until I figure that out. Yes. There are server charges. Yes. I just got charged for a domain renewal, which I forgot about. I got it. I got LewisFerrera.com 10 years ago. And I got it for 10 years. What is it? a deal. LewisFerrera.com. Oh, yeah? It's so that we have a domain if we want, like, cutesy, disgustingly gross, obnoxious email addresses. <laughs> You know, to more embarrass the kids with when they were old enough to be embarrassed by this stuff. And it came up for renewal, and I forgot that it would be renewed for an automatic another 10 years. So I got this charge. I'm like, oh, crap. 
All right. And was it so much more expensive than when you first did it, too? Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. But you know, used to be cheap. Ah, oh, man. Anyway, all that to say, even if we have to pay for servers, even if this uh, very silent podcast empire that I'm kind of running <laughs> isn't free, don't pay us. Podcasts are free. And, uh, Lirio, if you ever want me to do an ad break for you, I'm no. happy to start putting them in. No, it's all good. Just have you met Illyrio. Sick, <laughs> Get your own Illyrio sent to your house, prepackaged. Prepackaged Illyrio. Illyrio box. Illyrio yeah. glasses and a fake goatee. Yeah. What do you mean fake? Glorious. <laughs> and very gray. Uh, <laughs> well, now that we faced my mortality, yeah. Uh, Nutty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I had a lot of fun. Where can uh, people find your awesome, really hot voice? uh, Well, you can go to nimlas.org where you can find the Nutty Bites podcast. And part of the Nutty Bites podcast is now, and this is because of patrons asking for it, uh, you can now get my intro cast, which is uh, intro to Ghibli, where we're going through the studio Ghibli movies. And I experienced live at Balticon what happens when you don't like a movie that some teenagers really loved and you're doing a live panel of it at a convention. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> at you and storm out of the room in oh, tears. Oh, shit. You what? didn't love it as much as they did. Unsubscribed! Oh <laughs> so, uh, here's a top tip to anybody who wants to do an intercast. Don't do a live panel. That's uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I, if, uh, if you're okay. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, snowflake. Uh, I mean, like. <laughs> Wait, you have to say it much does, more southern. <laughs> like, why does why does your opinion make somebody cry? That's weird. I don't know. Gabby no, really no, made me cry a couple of episodes. Reviews. I don't know. <laughs> Check out your iTunes reviews, and, and I'm sure you've got a lot of people that aren't happy about, you know, the. I don't look at iTunes reviews no more. Yeah, I don't look at iTunes reviews. Oh, we should read some. Have any? <laughs> Do we have any? We <laughs> have five. So yeah, I mean, like that's always been a thing that some people will come to an intro cast and they'll get really upset when the newbies don't like things as much as they do. And that's all well and good when it's behind the internet. It's really different when it's in person. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, anime fandom is a, is a lot more um, passionate sometimes, I'd say. Animated? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely more animated that time. Very good one. <laughs> Everybody's groaning. I enabled Robin. Uh, but yeah, you can find all of that at nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org. And uh, you can find my the main podcast. I just talk about things that are awesome in geek in the geek world. Like um, we did an episode on banned books. We did episodes uh, recently about the best Batman and the best Joker. And... Uh, Enjoy that. Mark Hamill. Now, are you impressed that I'm able to do all of that while you guys are putting fidget spinners in my face? <laughs> these, these are just hand spinners. What? This is uh, my airbending and, skill. And yes, it is Mark it's Hamill. not a fidget spinner. 
Whatever. So uh, I'm refreshing Cometcast, which is this wonderful free app that lets you check all of the different international iTunes stores' comments for podcasts. Oh, yeah. And the last time I checked, which was a while ago, our, our most recent review on Potential Cast was 2014. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're getting... We've gotten all the re- reviews we're going to get. Yeah, just throw it in. I uh, it looks like I don't know what the, the dates aren't on my little site that I checked, but um, the last one we got for Redemption Cast said good podcast, five stars by one writer girl from Australia. Uh, her review is just a smiley face, so that's all I have. <laughs> five stars and a smiley face. Just good podcast. The smiley face is the best. Why you would go and review a podcast and give it anything under five stars? I do not understand. Dick move. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, everyone. Thank you for watching and listening. Yes. And uh, sticking around. Uh, we only have like two episodes left, right? And then we're done. <laughs> no, we have forty actually. <laughs> okay. Which is only uh, twenty episodes little... of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, twenty <laughs> episodes of the podcast. We'll be done in twenty nineteen. All right. Um... <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Hey, what's on the slate for next time? The next episodes we're watching are called Super Symmetry and Spin the Bottle or Spin yes. the Fidget Spinner. Ooh, okay. <laughs> By the way, have you ever just put it on the desk and, and spun it? Are we talking about fidget spinners still? <laughs> I'm not talking about Wesley. <laughs> Ooh, no, uh, Centrocast, 70 reviews. What? Ooh, 2015. 2015, uh, it, by by uh <laughs> on August 24th, 2015, it gives me a brand new smile. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah, he left us so, a review on the Redemption Cast feed that says, Jillo, and then it says, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together, comma. Sunshine, <laughs> lollipops, and Rainbows, something, something. <laughs> so, uh, opinion spoilers for your next episodes. Uh, there's at least one funny, fun one. Oh, yeah. Mm, cool. So, uh, Can't until wait. next time, everyone, uh, try not to uh, be overzealous with your uh, pretend decapitated president pictures. <laughs> I'd end up distracting from important shit going on. Mm-hmm. Thursday morning, TNH and Nine Central. Tune call in. me. That's with the big me. shows. Call me. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I look forward to be disappointed yet again. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Namaste. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.